Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. Good morning, Jesus 911 on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Ruben Alva, Jesse Romero, two man car coming to you on Soul Patrol. We've got a lot to talk about. Jesse, good morning. Ruben, good morning and reporting for duty, Suram 10 8. And uh, got a lot of uh, good information we want to put out there today. That's right. That's right. Um, you know, Jess, uh, just a, just an update on that. Um, you know, the, the academy that uh, they've asked me to um, to teach at, like a part time, uh, just like a, a substitute until uh, the end of the year at uh, the Good Shepherd Academy. It's uh, it's it's over at the, at the, the parish at the San Segundo de, the the Asti in Ontario, and you know. Um, the, to to they're having a, a Fat Tuesday uh, fundraiser today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think anyone that's in the area, man, of um, in, in Chino, California, Ganataro's restaurant at uh, between the hours of uh, four and eight p.m. Thirty percent of the the proceeds are going to go back to the academy. So I just I feel so strongly about helping out uh, a good school, good Catholic school, to teach our children because there's no one more important than, than our children and uh, sewing into them. So. You know, um, if you can make it out there at Conataro's Restaurant, man, 12, 345 Mountain Avenue in Chino, um, I should be coming out there as well. So hope to see you out there. Man, Ruben, if I was, in, if I was uh, a little closer, I'd be there for sure. <laughs> I know you would, Jess. Yeah, you know what? I just, th- these are the types of organizations that are going to restore uh holiness back to the catholic church yeah. people like these the, these people that you're networking with these are just good-hearted people mm-hmm. that want to bring the glories of the catholic faith back to their children god bless them yeah glad you're helping out ruben yeah i just feel i feel blessed to be able to give back you know um to the to the children they, they just, they're sitting there with wide eyes looking to absorb everything that i have to say and um and 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 the other teachers there too. So there, that's it's it's a great atmosphere. So, Amen, Ruben. Let me just uh, I'll just want to just pray for Ukraine and Russia and everything that's going on in the world right now. Let's just say a memorari for all the innocent people that are dying. Let's just pray for the conversion of all the evil people. And there's a lot of evil people out there. And yes. so we pray in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin, Virgin Mary, Mary, that never was it known. That anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession, was left and aided. Inspired by this confidence, we fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do we come, before thee we stand. Sinful and sorrowful, O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear us and answer us. Amen. Virgin most powerful, pray for us. Saint Joseph, terror of demons, pray for us. All you holy angels and saints of God, pray for us. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Ruben, so how's the American truckers' uh, convoy? What's uh, it's it, it's already passed through California and through Arizona. Oh yeah, they're it's... probably close to Washington if they're not already there, right? Oh yeah, they were already um, just uh, like a day or two ago, or going through Oklahoma. So yeah, it's they're close. They're pretty good. They're getting close, and uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, unelected Joe Biden has uh, requested. Uh, American, um, you know, uh, National Guard to Washington, to D.C., 700 
uh, unarmed National Guard are going to be keeping uh, a vigil there. <laughs> I just uh, unarmed I, or armed? Unarmed, unarmed. Okay. okay. And, and you know, um, it's just funny because for there, supposedly 81 million people voted for him, and they needs protection for a 20 minutes Ugh. for a 20 minute speech. Um, wow. Yeah, that's that just says something about where we're at in this country. <clears throat> yeah, you're absolutely right. So yeah, there's a. Uh, these truckers are basically exercising their constitutional rights to peaceably assemble and to voice their concerns. And uh, God bless them. I know a lot of us are traveling with them in spirit. So there's thousands of truckers that are on their way. They're converging onto Washington, D.C. in the next, in the next uh, couple of days as an American Freedom Convoy to shut down the Capitol Beltway, much like what they did in Canada. I mean, Ruben, these truckers are about as blue collar and as American as you can get. I mean, this is like middle America at its finest. Mm -hmm. You have law enforcement agencies in the D.C. metropolitan area that have called in support for the National Guard as they prepare for the American convoy to arrive probably late in in, uh, any day now, actually. Uh, And they're going to be there basically for uh, in, in March sometime. We've already entered March, so... The participants in the trucker protests requested a permit from the National Park Service to allow 1,000 to 3,000 people to gather in the nation's capital city. And in response, of course, uh, unelected Joe Biden, he's got members of the National Guard that are going to be deployed in the area during the month of March. And I've said this from the very beginning of his presidency, that he's weaponized the military and law enforcement against us, against the common Joe. What do you think, Ruben? Oh, 100%. He's FBI, DOJ, all, all these federal uh, units are, are they're, they're doing bogus investigations on people. You know, IRS as well, you know, coming at us to uh, checking um, who we're associating with. And it, it's amazing. I, I never thought that we would be living in a country like this, that, that so, so many of our freedoms are, are being trying, are trying, to, they're trying to take away. And it, Ruben, it's a complete tug of war. It's it's good no, normal people, mm-hmm. you know, like ourselves. I throw us in, in that in that camp against these globalists, and it's like a big rope that we're pulling. <laughs> and sometimes we pull, you know, uh, a little bit stronger, and we we gain ground. Sometimes they pull. It's a complete tug of war right now against these guys. Yeah, and I think people are waking up. Um, you know, you look at the the um, the polls and the, and. Uh, a lot of Democrats are leaving the party, and uh, independents are uh, siding with uh, the conservatives. So they're starting to see this. You know, the, the, it's not just one one area that this administration has failed. It's in every everything. They haven't built anything. You know, Build Back Better. <laughs> nothing's better. Nothing's built, and um, and and it's it's crazy what they're what they're trying to do, and. It, just to think, some of them, I think it's about 15%. Um, there was a, I was reading an article where it was, we, that says uh, Mark Meckler, president of the Citizens for Self-Governments, he, he says uh, that, they, that seeks to limit the size and scope of the federal government in which Democratic voters support free speech for other protests, even violent ones. And th- therefore, it's important for all Americans to understand that free speech is either free to everyone or free to nobody. So the, the last year during the summer of love, I guess, uh, oh, actually 2020, when the, the buildings were burning, cities were being looted, 
And uh, the Democrats were sitting there, you know, cheering it on like, hey, this is free speech. We're, uh, I, and now uh, the truckers come and they're outraged that uh, they, they want to they're 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 doing no violence. You know, <laughs> they're just exercising their free speech. And um, as you as we said in the read in the article that they've got a permit to be there. You know, they have a right to be there, just like you had a right to be in front of the that uh, in hotel a, in the hotel in front of uh, in, you know, in Arizona. You uh, went through, um, you know, the, 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 the right chain. And, right. Yeah. yeah. You know, you got a permit to be there. And, and that's what our Constitution allows. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing what, what becomes of this. I know the, the, they've got the White House, the, the D.C. area blocked off with, um, uh, to a great extent. But uh, we'll see what happens if these truckers come in and just uh, lock them in there, you know, and, and don't give them any uh, room for exiting. And some of these uh, senators and co- congressmen are not going to be able to get to work. Maybe <laughs> one of the one of the convoy uh, organizers, a co-organizer, his name is Chris Merrill. He's a big rig owner and operator. <clears throat> He's one of the co-organizers of the American trucker protest. <clears throat> he told the Federalist in an interview. He said, "Quote: All that's been shoved in our faces the last two years is fear." Close quote. Uh, and and uh, Chris Miller, what he's doing, he's protesting to secure a better world for his children, our children, our grandkids. And this trucker, Chris Merrill, said, quote, I don't want them to be growing up in a world like like uh, where they've got to be afraid to do anything and to be afraid of other people. Anybody is scared to do anything anymore. And I don't like that. That is not the United States I was proud of. The United St- the United States now. It worries me. It scares me. Close quote. In other words, what these truckers want is what we all want. We want for the government to get its jackboot off our neck. Okay, because the government is boiling us like a frog in water one degree at a time. And we peasants are fed up and we've had it. And these truckers, these American truckers, they speak for millions of Americans that have witnessed a stolen election and we're seeing our country being governed by woke leaders and we're sick and tired of it and we're not going to have it any longer. Absolutely. 100%. I, I agree. And I, let's, uh, you know, we got to pray, keep continue praying. You know, I, um, there's not a day that go, goes by without uh, me pulling out my beads and Amen. doing what our lady asked us to do. So, you know, you're uh, as there's uh, another uh, platform that says if you're not a, you're not praying the rosary you're uh, you're not on the team. Well, you know he's a he's a friend of the show, Ruben. Of course, I, <laughs> Taylor I, Taylor Marshall. Yeah, of course, yeah. I, I didn't want to steal steal his thunder, but yeah, you know we we if you're Catholic, you you better keep one of these in your pockets at all times. I, I know I do because <laughs> you you never know when you need to break it out, right? So, That's right. Yeah. Again, I just I mean little, little it's 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 our fifty caliber machine gun. Yeah. That's what it is. And when we pray, what do we do? We, we're uniting our prayers with the heels of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And we know that her heels have one goal, to smash Satan. Mm. Keep uniting your rosaries to the heels of the Blessed Mother. Amen. Next up, we're going to talk about, about Ukraine. And uh, Ukraine releases a bombshell on information on Hunter Biden and the corrupt Biden family. Be right back.
now. Back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. We are back, Jesus 911, two-man car, Jesse and Ruben, and uh, we're talking, they're going into a, a story on on the re- Ukraine. And, uh, you know, uh, Jesse, President Trump, he said that Ukraine was one of the most corrupt countries uh, in the world. And um, I mean, notwithstanding the, the the innocent citizens that are that are getting uh, displaced and killed right, right. and maimed and stuff, but but in terms of the the leaders and the is, is at the highest levels, the president, former presidents, have uh, just really stolen the 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 money from the the coffers. They they've stolen them blind over there. So we're going to talk about how. What this Biden family is involved in in some of this, and, and yeah, it's just it's it's being covered up big time, big absolutely. Time. Yeah. Before we do that, I just want to pray for a Norbertine priest yes. that just passed away. His name's Father Leo Solano. Uh, he's a Norbertine over in Southern California. He just passed away in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Eternal rest grant unto Father Solano, O Lord, and let your perpetual light shine upon him. May the soul of Father Leo Solano, through the mercy of God, rest in peace. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. That's a good order of priests out there. They've been doing good work for decades in Southern California. God bless them. Yes, they are. Ruben, so Ukraine releases a bombshell information on Biden linking him to money laundering scheme. New video links Biden to Ukrainian corruption. The Burisma indictment reveals that ex-president Yanukovych illegally obtained 7.4 billion laundered through funds close to U.S. Democratic Party. Hmm. Again, uh, St. Paul, when he, when he said 2,000 years ago, the, the love of money is the root of all evil in politics and in the church, Ruben. Absolutely, yeah. It says... <clears throat> As we reported at the time, the head of Burisma Holdings was indicted in November 2019 in Ukraine. Ukrainian Prosecutor General indicted Burisma owner Nikolai Lachovsky. The claim alleges that Hunter Biden and his partners received, get this, don't fall fall off your chair, $16.5 million for their services. That buys a lot of crack, Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of pipes too, a lot of crack pipes. Yeah. Yep. So who's Hunter Biden? That's vice president. Well, back then it was vice president. At that time, uh, Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, he took a lucrative post on the Burisma board back in 2014 when Biden was VP. Mm-hmm. Hunter Biden was making millions of dollars from the corrupt Ukrainian oil and gas company. By the way, in case you're wondering, Hunter Biden brings nothing to the table. Right. He has no expertise in oil and gas or anything else. Uh, but what he does have expertise in, Ruben, he can tell you how to use a crack pipe, how to assemble it, and how to use it, all the particulars. And he can also tell you how to carouse with hookers. Uh, on, on those two fronts, he has a lot of experience. And children. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's right. And children, children too. Yeah. And he, Go ahead. He, yeah, he's a, he's a connector, Jesse. He, he gets these people saying, hey, look, I, I can get you introduced to the people I my, know. My, my dad. daddy. Yeah, my dad. What, what does he call him? Uh, the, uh, the big guy. 
The big guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. It's yeah, that's the, co- that's the code word for Joe Biden. Yeah. For when Hunter Biden is, is, is uh, parlaying some deal mm-hmm. overseas, he says, yeah, I can connect you with the big guy. Because the big guy has been in politics for 50 years. Yep, that's right. <laughs> it, it, it's, you can't make this stuff up. This is, <laughs> this is crazy what, what, what has gone on right before our very eyes. And, uh, and, and, and the Democratic Party just covers it up. The whole laptop thing that came out, um, it's been, what, about two years now since the, it was during, yeah, it was in 2019 it came out because they, they were, or 2020, early 20, before the elections, because uh, I know President Trump was uh, atta- attacking uh, Joe Biden during one of his, oh yeah, his, you know, Debate. debates, and he was <laughs> telling, and Hunter was, no, that's not true, I mean, Joe Biden was, no, that's not true, that's not true about my son, Um but it, but it's coming out. It's all true, and and the evidence is on that laptop, and pictures just keep on coming out. And it's like the gift that keeps giving. You know, the, <laughs> every day new pictures ex- are exposed, showing uh, Hunter in some compromising positions. And Ruben, this is nothing new for you because you work narcotics. So you saw a lot of this stuff. You uh, you saw you saw the end result of narcotics. What it does to a life. You've. You've walked into motels and you've seen lives utterly destroyed by just people who live a life of intoxication. Yeah, I I, I could tell you a story uh, that, well, share one, but okay. don't give the name. I know okay. what you saw. Yeah, share no, Ruben. No, I have a, a, a friend, uh, a friend yeah. who works w- with a guy who in his past life was dealing crack. And one of his clients was Hunter Biden. Okay, so wow. Wow. yeah, he's cleaned up his act now. But every time Hunter was coming to Vegas or in, in the town, he would call wow. up this connection and say, "Hey, I need dope," and he would pay for the guy to go to Vegas, connect him up with his dope, and, and you know, dope dealers they they know where they score their their dope everywhere. So <clears throat> they got the he they hook him up in some posh hotel. And they, they, the guy would be just going off for the whole weekend. He was just locked in his room doing dope and having parties and stuff. And um, he he says one day the F, uh, the Secret Service comes busting in the door and they drag Hunter out and and people and and this guy witnessed it. They're t- dragging him out because they know this guy is gonna just take uh, make a bad name for his dad and and they don't want him spilling the. The, the beans are having see people see him like this. And so they drug him out and they told him, uh, Hey, what about his, his he's got a, uh, I think it's like a, a Porsche Carrera or something, some really fancy car that was parked in the, ah, we'll figure that out later. Just, you know, they just drug him out and took him away and tried to get him cleaned up and get him some help. But it was like that time and time again. <clears throat> and, uh, I, and th- this guy has no reason to make it up. This is, you know, again, yeah, right. <laughs> He wasn't trying to, uh, you know, put a case on on, on Biden, Hunter yeah. Biden. He was just saying, as, as a matter of fact, that, you know, a lot of that is is what kind of got him out of the business, man. This is this is this is crazy. Wow! <clears throat> wow! Yeah. Wow! So you actually know somebody who's who somebody, was who was connection? Somebody who knows somebody. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. Okay. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So memos released earlier this month revealed Burisma's holdings at Hunter Biden's Ukrainian natural gas company pressured the Obama state to help end the corruption investigation during the 2016 election cycle just one month before the then-Vice President Joe Biden forced Ukraine to fire Viktor Shokin, the prosecutor that was probing his son, Hunter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in fact, you all remember, Joe Biden bragged about getting Viktor Shokin, the prosecutor, fired during a 2018 speech to the Council on Foreign Relations. 
And the Burisma indictment reveals that former Ukrainian president Yanukovych illegally obtained $17.4 billion and laundered it through an investment fund close to the U.S. Democrat Party. Once again, the love of money is the root of all evil. And these men, they suffer from the sin of greed and avarice. These guys are modern-day Judas Iscariots, and they would sell their own mother, Reuben, for 30 pieces of silver. I wouldn't put it past them that some of that money went to... Uh you know, to the um, Russia hoax, the Russian investigation, because this was mm. about the same time. That's right. That, uh, Clinton money was being were paying uh, these these uh, electronic groups or these these companies to go and and spy on on Trump. So it's it's quite possible. We we don't know, but that that buys a lot of stuff. You know, seventeen point four billion. That's that's quite a bit. I can't even uh, envision envision it. So. It's the the goes on the indictment goes on to say the MP explained that this information makes up a part of a large scale scheme of Zolins Zokelask I I don't know how to pronounce that Lok Kavetsky's money laundering that involved politicians from the time of ex president Viktor Yanukovych who continued this scheme under another now former president Pyotr Poroshenko with the banking backing of former governor of the National Bank of Ukraine. Valeria Gontareva says, we will reveal that the information about the financial pyramid scheme that was created in Ukraine and developed by everyone, beginning with Yanukovych and, and later by Poroshenko, this system is still working under the guidance of the current managerial board of the National Bank, ensuring that money flows in the interest of the people who stole billion, millions of dollars, took it offshore and bought Ukrainian public bonds, turning them into the Ukrainian sovereign debt. Dubinsky claimed. Then he added um, that in both cases of the Yanukovych uh, and Poroshenko, Mrs. Gontareva and companies she controls were investing in the stolen funds. Ruben, that country is knee deep in corruption, Ukraine. Now, notwithstanding the innocent people that are being hurt uh, as a result of the war, Mm -hmm. but this country... Uh, has been has been networking with the Democrat Party and money laundering for years and years. This goes way back. The article ends by saying another Ver Verkhovna Rada MP Andrea Durkash claimed that the U.S. Franklin Templeton Investments Management Company was also involved in the scheme. The investigation suggests that. Yanukovych has illegally obtained $7.4 billion and laundered it through an investment fund close to the U.S. Democrat Party as government domestic loan bonds, he pointed out. You know, you'll notice what all these, (laughs) pretty much all of them, except here in the U.S., I haven't seen that here. But most of these countries, you'll find the presidents of those countries, towards the end of their term, they'll make sure that they cash out big Mm -hmm. and that they leave office as billionaires they typically go and buy an island somewhere. I mean, buy an entire island and live there for the rest of their life like a sheik or just like, a, you know, uh, you know, just uh, again, just like some some mob boss. Uh, and, and once again, <clears throat> I'm not saying that Putin and Russia, these guys are, you know, acolytes and ultra boys. I'm just saying that there's a lot of bad players right now over in that part of the country. And don't you for a second think that Ukraine, these guys are lily white 
uh, and you know the, the, this country, uh, the, the the leaders are are you know walking in sanctifying grace and following the Lord. Uh, there's a in the next segment, uh, I, I want to give you kind of my analysis of what's going on. I think it's too simplistic, Ruben, for somebody to say when somebody says, "Oh, Putin, Russia, bad, mm-hmm. Ukraine, part of the European Union, good, good." That's too simplistic. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more. Uh, there's a lot more than meets meets the eye superficially. Yeah, and speaking of the European Union, I I know that um, the Ukrainian president just uh, applied for it, and I I just read a headline this morning that's saying that they're rushing his application in, and that's they're gonna looks like they're gonna accept him. And usually, it takes you know years to to do that. Um, so we'll see what happens. So so he can get aid and get help over there and uh it's it's unfortunate what's what's going on a lot of hundreds of thousands of people are leaving the country and uh going into other neighboring countries like poland so we have a mass exodus on our hands over there anyway we'll be right back we'll continue with this uh this topic on the other side of the break don't change that dial Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Jesus 911. We are back. Forget everything and run or face everything and rise. The choice is yours. Fight or flight. And we always fight, right, Jesse? Amen. And if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Ruben, people love that shirt. I know Virgin Most Powerful made that shirt. Everywhere I read it, I get so many comments, you know, the store, the gas station, everywhere I wear that shirt. They said, where do you come up with that? I said, it's a partner of mine that I worked uh, in, at the L.A. Sheriff's Department. He used to say that all the time, and they, somebody just put into a T-shirt. So uh, kudos to you, Ruben. Uh, you were enlightened with that phrase because it seems to – it seems to. Uh, fire up a lot of uh you know a, a lot of testosterone in the hearts of men when they see that yeah and it you know it like like i said before it just it makes so much sense it made sense in my, in the, in our police career and uh now it makes sense in our spiritual journey so Ruben, let me let me let's talk a little bit about what's going on in the world right now and i want to hear from you and we'll just have a conversation about uh here, here's my take again i think it's too simplistic for somebody to say yeah. uh putin you know, he's a bad man. He's evil. And uh, Ukraine and, and uh, you know, all the European nations and the West, you know, they're, they're, they're all the good guys. No, it's things are, I'll be honest with you, Putin is an enigma to me. He is. He's an enigma. But I'll tell you what I'm more afraid of than Putin and, and, and his nationalism. He's a nationalist. He's like Trump in this, in this regard. Trump was about make America great. Putin's about make the motherland great, Russia. Both of them are beholden to their countries, and both of them also are Christian. Uh, uh, Trump was a, a Presbyterian Christian g- coming back to his faith, and Putin's a Russian Orthodox Christian. And there's a lot of evidence that he's a Christian. He wears a Russian Orthodox cross. Uh, he's, he's written uh, executive orders, uh, abortions, cannot be had after 15 weeks. I mean, that's that's a step in the right direction. 
Uh, he's also signed an executive order. He wants every woman in Russia to have at least three children, and he pays $15,000 a pop for each kid. Uh, he's written executive orders, does not allow the LGBT pride flags or, or marches in the, that country, doesn't allow, allow Sharia law, neighborhoods like you have all over Europe, you know, these no-go zones where the cops don't, can't even go in because it, it's controlled by Muslims and Sharia law. So, again, he's an enigma to me, Ruben, because he's done a lot of good things. He even, I've, I've heard him in an interview. He says that his moral compass doesn't come from, from uh, communism. It doesn't come from socialism. He says it comes from his, his Russian Christian understanding of the world. Uh, so, again, he, he is an enigma because although he doesn't wear his faith on his sleeve, but he'll admit to secular uh, to a magazine like Time magazine. He says he's not a secular humanist, uh, and and so he, he uh, something else a lot of people don't realize is that in the last three years, more churches have been built in Russia than any other country. Wow. <laughs> more churches have been built in Russia faster than any other nation by far. Uh, again, Christianity is just spreading in Russia like wildfire. And so he looks at Russia. Well, first of all, he says Ukraine and Belarus was part of old Russia, part of the motherland. And so he sees Europe going woke. You know, the whole, uh, you know, identity politics and gender identity and, you know, woke ideology with children, you know, teaching them, sexualizing them very early. All the woke critical race theory, all the things that destroy a country. The, the, the denial of the, of the patriarchal family. And so it looks to me, as, I'm, as I've been reading other articles about Putin, is that he's trying to guard what he calls the motherland jealously from this panoply of world religions. He wants to keep Russia pure with Russian Orthodox Christianity. And he wants to keep Russia pure from, again, woke Europe. Because virtually all the European Union, all the EU... They're all basically woke nations. Right. And all the European unions, they're all beholden to the World Economic Forum. So who are they? They're a nonprofit organization that was started back in 1971. They're headquartered in Geneva, Switzerland. And the, the World Economic Forum is run by Klaus, Dr. Klaus Schwab. Now, they say that they have no ties to any political organizations, that they're not partisan that they don't have any national interests. Uh, they say that they're an independent international organization committed to improving the state of the world. That's what they say. But how do they want to improve the state of the world? Through global warming. Yep. Yeah, through woke ideology. And, and so you even have uh, the World Economic Forum, they're promoting this national digital ID uh, they they want to basically implant chips on every single one of us. Uh, you could you could hear them on on YouTube actually saying this, mm -hmm. you know, national digital IDs, and it's already happening. By the way, over in, in Sweden, you already have the Swedes that are voluntarily planting chips on themselves. And uh, again, everybody just says Putin. If he t Putin's a madman, he's a madman. But I want to ask you, who do you think is more mad, uh, woke nations 
that are buying into chipping their citizens, woke nations that, uh, you know, according to Klaus Schwab from the World Economic Forum, he says in the next 10 years, he's what he says, Ruben, and you can watch this on YouTube. In the next 10 years, we will be able to chip human brains. This will give us the ability to connect human brains with the digital world. There will be a fusion of the physical, digital, and biological world. Well, guess what? This is already happening in Sweden. It's already here. People are chipping their arms with all their data accessible to anybody who wants to read you. This is part of the Great Reset that Putin rejects. This is part of the Fourth Industrial Revolution. Uh, Klaus Schwab says uh, the Fourth Industrial Revolution in the future, you will own nothing and you will be happy. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and, and so so what is the fourth industrial revolution that Putin rejects? And by the way, that that Trump rejected also both of these nationalists. This is what uh, made them enemies of the globalists that are in the World Economic Forum that are very powerful. The industrial revolution, their concept is because of this rapid you know, advancement of technology and industries. They want to they want to process uh, technology and connect a human person through and make what they call smart automation. Ruben, this is Frankenstein science. And this is what Putin sees all over Europe. He sees us in Ukraine. And so he has like a lot of leaders have in the world It's called manifest destiny. All leaders have this. They say. You know, I've got to expand my territories. That's what the Roman Empire had, all the Caesars. He sees Ukraine. He says, this was part of old Russia. They've bought into the whole woke ideology. These are my brothers, these Ukrainians. And he says, manifest destiny, it's mine. I'm going to take it so I can make the motherland stronger. Let me me say one more thing that I'll throw, throw it over to you, Ruben. I know the mainstream media every night is saying, you know, Russia, your mortal enemy. Putin, your mortal enemy. My, my take, Ruben, these globalists, these guys are the mortal enemies of the human race, much more than, than Putin is. I'll tell you why. I'll let the last one. You can watch this on the Internet. There's an Israeli historian. He's an intellect, a professor at Hebrew University. His name's Yuval Noah Harai. You know what he says? He says, in the future, we will learn how to replace the human mind by science evolution by intelligent design he says we will replace god this guy yuval noah he mocks the notion of the human soul and free will he says that's over he says we can not only hack computers we can now hack human beings we can hack their brains we will not we, we, we will we will know even their thoughts he says human beings are hackable animals now here's my question ruben who am I more afraid of, Jesse Romero, as I look at my, my, my kids and, and their kids? Am I more afraid of these sick globalists, or am I more afraid of Putin, who wants to take a, con- a country that used to be part of old Russia because he wants to preserve it from falling into this globalist woke ideology through the European unions? Who am I more afraid of? I'm more afraid of the globalist, Ruben. Yeah, well, now that you put it that way, I, I, I see your point, Jesse. That's well well said because um, 
they're trying to control the world. They want a one world government. And uh, obviously Putin doesn't want to fall in, in line nope. with that. And, and nope. like you said, you, you, Trump was the same way. So um, <laughs> that old Beatles song uh, back in the USSR has new meaning now. Huh? I mean, <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's trying to recapture what the, the USSR, what, what it was, all those countries that um, that have kind of gone independent, sovereign, their own sovereign countries now. So. He's he, he and, and a power uh, grab. Uh, yeah, Ruben. But Putin is Putin is. I mean, you he's Christianizing Russia, uh, at least through at least through executive order. Now, I'm not saying he's a saint. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's Saint Putin. Okay, he's got concupiscence like you and I do, but he sees the bigger picture, and he's using the bully pulpit to try to save Russia from going woke. He rejects the whole entire woke ideology. And again, he sees Belarus and he sees Ukraine. This was part of old Russia. Again, the whole idea of manifest destiny where world leaders say, I need to advance my border so we can become stronger. We can have it more influence upon the world and other countries. That's what he's trying to do, Ruben, because he sees again, he sees the enemy at the gates is the European nations that have gone woke and that are allowing uh, again, the infiltration of Islam and the infiltration of woke ideology. He doesn't want that within Russia's borders. No, I, I agree. I, I couldn't say I would want it here either. And but uh, you know, who's to say what his uh, his thoughts are? I mean, we I I don't know. And this he, is conjecture on my part, Ruben. Yeah, conjecture. Yeah. All I know is that uh, we 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 don't want a one world government. We we want to continue to have our our freedoms and. Um, Amen. We'll see what happens, what, what becomes of this. And meanwhile, you know, pray for, for peace in the world. And I, we, we know on the, other, the next topic, we'll be talking about how where peace is coming. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Jesus 911. Our Lady of Fatima's three spiritual weapons to end war and obtain peace. So we're we're going to talk about what she gave us, what Our Lady of Fatima gave us to bring that bring about the world peace, and and uh, we've known it for many many years, 1917 to be exact. And uh, the the world has completely changed. And uh, let's just talk about this, Jesse. It's a con- you know the conflict of Russia and Ukraine that triggered uh, the first actions of war, and the world looks with anguish on the sad events in Eastern Europe. Catholics Catholics are called to pray for peace, and we have an infallible weapon that Our Lady of Fatima left us. And um, we go back to her apparitions in uh, 1917 uh, amidst the unfolding of World War One, um, and Our Lady said uh, she indicated to Sister Lucia that there was something special she had to do to stop the war. And at the same time, she said if they did not do what she advised, another worse war would come. And she she actually she named the Pope, who was you know, Pope uh, Pius the, uh, the 11th, under his reign. So it, she was prophetic when she said that. And uh, while these warnings have clear historical context, advice is essential at all times, especially when the world witnesses impending war. That is what Our Lady revealed. She said, uh, Our Lady of Fatima, um, she said her advice to end wars, pray the rosary every day to achieve peace in the world and the end of war. That was in uh, Sunday, uh, May 13, 1917. 
And then the next thing she said is continue to pray the rosary every day in honor of Our Lady, the rosary to obtain peace in the world and the end of the war because she alone can be of any avail. That was in July 13th, 1960. Ruben, let me mention something as you continue. Uh, a lot of this, people say, wait a minute, but shouldn't you end wars by having a bigger army, bigger tanks, better planes, better weapons? This is the whole theology that comes from the Magnificat, mm-hmm. where our Lord says that uh, he will use the humble to shame the wise. See, everybody's running around the world right now saying, okay, how do we, how do we uh, stop this war? How do, or how do we defeat Russia? Or how do we defeat this? How do we defeat the, the terrorists? We're always looking for political solutions, and God is in heaven busting up. It says that in Psalm 2, God it looks at the evil men from heaven and he laughs at us. God's busting up because he's saying, no, you don't need the fourth industrial revolution or a bigger military or, bet or more sophisticated weapons. What you need to do is humble yourself, pray to your mother, and she will make all things well. In other words, Reuben, the, the, the Fatima message goes countercultural to to the the mind of most men. Most men are thinking of very sophisticated solutions. But this is Occam's razor. What I mean, Occam's razor means uh, the simplest is is always the best, uh, or or the or, or the or the most brief way to say something is always the best way to say it. God is laughing, saying all of this can be achieved. By you humbling yourself like little children, seeing that you have a mother and praying to your queen mother who will give me your prayers and I listen to everything she gives me. Mm, that's right. It's that simple, Ruben. It really is that simple. But we're looking, no, we got we got to go to the UN. We got to look at our, our, our generals. Okay, how are we going to win this? Oh, let, let's go to the smart guys over here in, uh, uh, you know, the Heritage Foundation. Let, let. No, Ruben, this is the way we change the world. And and this it goes over so many people's heads because they're saying, "What is that? It, right. Ruben? Yeah, because what the rosary does, it's a meditation on the life of Jesus. And most people, if you meditate fifteen minutes on the life of Jesus, it will change your life." Mm. Pope Saint Pius V, he realized that at the Battle of Lepanto when he, had, you know. I believe it was Pius V, and he, he sent yes, you know, yes. He sent in uh, people to to pray the rosary, lead them uh, mass, lead them uh, the troops into mass, and then they were just uh, prayer warriors praying the rosary to defeat the the larger, um, you know, Muslim army or navy, and uh, the the war was won. And same same thing could could be said here. You know, if, if we all gathered together and we joined our, our our prayers and and in unison we could uh, we could change the the outcome of this and and change the world. I honestly believe that. Just like I said before, we if the bishops wanted to to end abortion, they they could walk you know in in together down the streets and uh, praying praying with the blessed sacrament, and uh, we could probably end abortion. Uh, I'm 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 certain of it. And uh, I agree. Yeah. They they don't realize the power that they have, you know, as the uh, you know, the the apostles, the the ones that uh, are supposed to be our shepherds. Uh, so going back to Our Lady of Fatima, some people would say, Jesse, um, 
hey, this is private revelation. We don't have to uh, believe this stuff. No, I mean, it, it, the deposit of faith ended with the death of the last disciple. So there's no new revelation. But we have uh, the church to say, hey, this is worthy of belief. So, you know, you should believe it. There's nothing contrary to the faith in, in anything that Our Lady has said. And um, so, but, you know, scoffers will say, hey, I don't, like, you know, our non-Catholic uh, brothers uh, and sisters, they will I don't have to listen to what Our Lady of Fatima says. You know, it's not in the Bible. And uh, well, I'll tell you one thing. But I'll tell you what is in the Bible in the Book of Joel and in the, and Saint Peter. Both of them talk about that in the latter times and the end days, uh, uh, young men will see visions and old men will dream dreams. Right. So the Bible does talk about there will be apparitions uh, before the second coming of Christ. Uh, in the Old and in the New Testament. Right. And so a Protestant that believes in the Bible it, it can't deny that God will give people apparitions. Uh, I mean, it happened in the book of Acts. Jesus appeared to Paul and, and, and other people in the book of Acts. Uh, he can do it still today because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's right, 100%. So, you know, this is in, in 1941, Sister Lucia, she wrote uh, her third memoir in which she described the apparition of the 13th of July, 1917. And, and she said that the Virgin told him, God wishes to establish in the world devotion to my Immaculate Heart. If what I say to you is done, many souls will be saved and there will be peace. The First World War is going to end. If people do not cease offending God, a worse one will break out during the pontificate of Pius XI. When you see a night illumined by an unknown light, know that this is uh, the great sign given to you by God, that he is about to punish the world for its crimes wasn't that uh, Aurora Borealis? Or there was a, there was a, a great light in the in the world. If you mm -hmm. look in history, by means of war, famine, and the persecutions of the Church and of the Holy Father, to prevent this, I shall come to ask for the consecration of Russia to my Immaculate Heart and mm. the communion of reparation on the first Saturdays. If my requests are heeded, Russia will be converted. There will be peace. If not, she will spread her errors throughout the world, causing wars and persecutions of the Church. The good will be martyred, and the Holy Father will have much to suffer. Various nations will be annihilated. In the end, my Immaculate Heart will triumph. The Holy Father will consecrate Russia to me, and she will be converted, and a period of peace will be granted to the world. So, Jesse, I ask you, does it look like there's been peace in the world? Does it look like that Not Russia, at all. Russia's been, the consecration no. has been done? No, the the consecration to the world has been done, yes, but not the particular consecration to Russia as Our Lady asked for. And this is admitted, by the way, by all the last six or seven popes. If you if you could read the transcripts on the internet, uh, all virtually all of them have done the consecration to the world. Well, again, that's not what Our Lady asked mm. for, and the proof is in the pudding. Look at what's happening right now, okay? And Russia's not fully converted. I, I would say that some grace fell upon Russia with the consecration of the world to Our Lady by the last six popes. Some grace fell under Russia because, again, you have at least a president now who's embraced Russian, uh, uh, Russian orthodoxy. You see that he's definitely partisan towards Christianity, but uh, that's, not the full, that's not the full conversion that we're waiting for. It could still happen. Who knows? What if, uh, if through our prayers, Pope Francis does the consecration to Russia as per her request? And by the way, what I'm saying, you have a lot of theological giants saying the same thing, that the, the, the consecration wasn't done as per 
Sister, uh, uh, Our Lady's request. You have people like Cardinal Raymond Burke. You have people like uh, Father Gabriel Amorth. I mean, the list goes on and on. Some of these people were actually there. Uh, and they said, no, it's been consecrated to the world, not consecrated to, to Russia as she requested. Yeah, Jesse, our church leaders, they want nothing to do with Fatima. That's the last thing on their mind is to is to talk about it. And uh, there's, uh, you know, there's some uh, evidence that Putin went in and uh, to speak with the Pope in 2013, I believe it was, and and uh, and uh, and asked about this uh, to, to elaborate on the on what uh, Our Lady meant with um, consecration consecrating Russia, and apparently the Pope didn't want to didn't want to go into that, didn't want to talk about it, and um, wow. So who knows? Um, I, you know, we weren't there, so we we don't know exactly what was said. But there's three things that Our Lady wants done: three spiritual weapons. Okay, stop offending God. It's a call to repentance, conversion, and reparation. Pray the rosary tirelessly. And three, entrust ourselves to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Let's, if, if you're not doing the, the first Saturdays, the first five Saturdays, let's just, let's, let's pick up, a, you know, go back to old school Catholicism, those devotions. They, they work, you know, and, um, and praying a rosary tirelessly, you know, and, and it, we're at the point where you know one rosary a day is, isn't going to cut it. We, we should we should be praying more if if you yeah. can and pray the whole fifteen decades of the rosary. And add the litanies of Loreto. That that that's a, a beautiful uh, icing on the cake. The litanies of Loreto. Right, right, right. Yeah, okay. yeah, Ruben. What what you're saying? I mean, there's a lot of people that have said the same thing. Let me quote quote you a few of them. Uh, again. Uh, Cardinal Burke has said that the consecration to Our Lady is needed more now than ever. Uh, Bishop Athanasius Snyder gave the same interview uh, to Rorota Chaley. He said the consecration to Russia will, will bring the fullness of conversion to them. Uh, you've had a, a, a German cardinal, Cardinal Paul Joseph Cordes, uh, said that Russia needs to explicitly be consecrated to Our Lady. Uh, Mother Angelica, also she publicly stated that she doesn't believe the entire third secret has been released. She also believes that uh, the consecration hasn't been done as per Our Lady's request. Father Gable Amorth says the same thing. Fatima consecration to Russia has never been done. So, yeah, Ruben, we're not alone. There's a lot of uh, theological giants and holy men that uh, side with us. Yeah. I like to talk to those people who still think that it's been done. You know, look, the proof is in the pudding. Yep. Look what's happening right now. Yeah. Take it away, Ruben. All right. That's a wrap. Uh, stay tuned for Hands-On Apologetics. You've been listening to Jesus 911. Gary Mishuda is coming up next from the, from the Midwest Command Center. And thank you for being with us. Today's Fat Tuesday. We start Lent tomorrow. So get your, uh, think about what you're going to give up or what you're going to add to your prayer life. Amen. All right. We are out. 10-7. Out. <laughs>